jumping on here tonight, being a part of our Bible study on Wednesday night. Grab your Bibles. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter number 17. Tonight is November the 17th, and so we're going to be diving into the 17th chapter, the book of Proverbs. I'd encourage you to spend some time after our service tonight, uh, as we after our Bible study, go back through, read the book of Proverbs chapter number 17, and see if there's a verse maybe that you find that stands out to you that the Lord speaks to you about. Maybe share it in the comments down below this video so that we can uh, just allow the Lord to speak to each one of our hearts as the Lord speaks to us differently from the same passage of Scripture. And so tonight we're going to be looking at one verse in just a moment, and uh, I'm looking forward to diving into God's Word together. You know, we all have friends that we have at one point or time in another, and from the time that you're a kid all the way into adulthood, we all have friends that we have. And uh, those friends, they come and they go. Some, uh, some we have for a long time. Some are just there for a brief period of time. Sometimes uh, friends go because of circumstances in life. Maybe you move or, or something uh, you know, happens where your families just go in different directions, uh, just life stages and things like that. That, that happens. Um, maybe, maybe it's because of just changes. Everybody has changes in their lives and you connect with people on a different level. Sometimes you have kids that make a difference and your kids are friends with each other. And so you become friends that way. We all have different reasons that we have friends that we're uh, with, but no matter what age we are in life, we can always learn and, and, and gain understanding about how to be a better friend and how to be the best friend that we can be. And so tonight, for a few moments, we're going to look at a couple of friendly reminders from the Word of God that will help us to understand how we can be the friend that God desires for us to be. Proverbs chapter number 17, look at verse number 9. The Bible says this, He that covereth the transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth the matter separateth very friends. As we start tonight, first of all, I want us to see this, that a friend covers sin. A friend covers sin. Uh, a couple of my friends that I was, whenever I was growing up, Jeremiah and Nathan and Blake, and uh, th those guys were, were some of the friends that I had. We did a lot of stuff together. But I remember one time in particular, I wasn't with them. And uh, man, I, I must have just been the one that uh, was the common sense one. I don't know. But uh, I remember they, uh, they had went and they told me about this. They went and they had a fire. We often would get together and camp out and have a fire. They had a fire one night. And they decided that they were going to throw an aerosol can into the fire. And so, no, they weren't complete dummies. They went and got a piece of plywood and uh, brought it down there by the fire with them. And I don't know what it was. It was probably one of those axe spray cans or something like that, the deodorant spray cans. And they took it and they threw it in the fire and then they hid behind that piece of plywood just a few feet away. And uh, I remember them telling you, telling me, they said all of a sudden it exploded and it blew through the plywood. went flying through the plywood. And uh, luckily it didn't hit anybody directly, but Jeremiah did get a spot on just below his eye. And I remember uh, them sharing this with me. And, and he told me, he said, Kyle, he said, we told our parents that uh, we got hit that I got hit with a stick. They didn't want anybody to know. And uh, for years, the the friends, the four of us, we, we hid this secret of what actually took place there. In fact, I don't know if anybody actually ever knew until tonight. And so if they find out, uh, maybe their moms will get them in, in trouble. I don't know. But uh, I, I'll never forget that, that that took place. Listen, when the Bible says here that he covereth the transgression, uh, he seeketh love, uh, and when we talk about a friend covers sin, we're not talking about covering in that way and hiding sin. That's, that's not what this is talking about here, okay? The idea is saying a true demonstration of love is choosing to forgive sin. 
choosing to cover that person's sin in our life. See, the greatest act of love that Christ shown on the, was not just his death on the cross, but his decision to not only die for us, but to forgive us for our sins. Uh, that's the great, uh, the great, uh, one of the greatest things that Christ did for us, the fact that he forgave us. 1 Peter 4, 8 says this, And above all things, having fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Again, charity being a word for love. Love. Uh, Romans 4, 7, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Colossians chapter number 2, verses 13 and 14 says this, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together, he made you alive with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was written against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Christ died on the cross for us, and He forgave us of our sins. That's the greatest demonstration of love that Christ could have ever shown, was forgiving us for our sins and dying on the cross, paying for them. Christ demonstrated it to us. He showed us what it meant, that it was our sins that put Him there, and yet He forgave us anyway. Let me ask you tonight, when is the last time that you intentionally decided to forgive someone? intentionally decided to forgive someone. When's the last, another question, when's the last time you forgave someone without them asking for your forgiveness? That's a hard one. But the fact is this, true love and forgiveness is not based upon the offender's recognition of their offense and apologizing for it. True love and forgiveness is not based upon the offender recognizing their offense and apologizing for it. That's not what, what constitutes forgiveness. That's not what should promote forgiveness and drive us to forgiveness. No, forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person asking for our forgiveness. Christ was ready and willing to forgive you and me of our sins long before we even realized that we had sinned. And the truth is, the pathway of bitterness is littered with those waiting for an apology. Holding on and saying, well, one day when they recognize what they did to me, then I'll forgive them. No, 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 friend, that's not Christ's love. That's not Christ's forgiveness. The covering of sin here has the idea of putting it out of sight. Consciously choosing not to allow an offense from someone else to enter into your mind. Not dwelling on it, not thinking about it. When it starts to creep in, putting it out of your mind and purposing, choosing to forgive, to cover it. It doesn't mean that you hide someone's sin so they don't get caught. That's not what he's saying here. No, rather it's choosing not to bring up the wrongdoing someone might have done toward you. When's the last time that you did that? Because that's what a real friend, according to the scripture, will do. So we see, first of all, the friend that covers sin. But then secondly, we see in the second part of this verse, a foe that displays sin. Look at what it says here in verse number 9 again. He that covereth transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. On the other end of the person that chooses to forgive 
is the one who chooses to always bring it up. To always bring up what someone else has done to them. To always go back and, 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 and remember what someone said or to remember what, what they did and, and to reha- rehash that over and over and over again in their minds. They failed to follow the instruction of the great theologian Elsa from Frozen and let it go. All right. I know I've got kids. All right. Uh, but, but listen, that's what God desires for us to do is to let it go, to forgive. And this person, the Bible says, they repeatedly bring up the matter. It's like a film reel in their mind that they just watch over and over and over and over again. You know, I've won many battles in my marriage, in my mind. <laughs> there have been many battles where, where in, in my mind I've went through and you think through a situation and maybe I'm the only one that does this, I don't know. But, but many battles where, where maybe you've thought through a conversation that you and your spouse had and, and you're going through it and you're going in your mind and you're thinking, man, I, I, I should have said this and, and may, if I had said that, then, then everything would, you know, and then it would have turned out this way and, and you rehash it in your mind and then you choose not to rehash it, okay? You choose not to bring it up. You have to choose to let it go. Anybody that has a happy marriage knows there are times that yes, maybe you do have to bring things up, but oftentimes the right thing to do is to choose to forgive and to let it go and not say anything. You know, if you refuse to choose to let go and forgive, if you continue to bring it up, whether with others or just in your mind, The Bible is clear. It will lead to the destruction of your friendship, of that relationship. That's what it says here. He that that repeateth the matter separateth cheap friends. That word separateth means, it literally means to disassociate with, to go a different direction, to no longer associate with that person. That will be the end result. Just one chapter before, in chapter number 16, verse number 28, the, 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 uh, the writer says this, A forward man soweth strife, and a whisper, here it is, again, he separateth chief friends. If the offense of someone else is repeatedly brought up in your conversations or repeatedly dwelt upon in your mind, you haven't chosen to truly forgive them. It's only a matter of time until that relationship is dissolved completely and non-existent. And that can be the case in a marriage. It can be the case in a friendship. It can be in the case in a family. If you choose not to forgive, if you choose not to cover, as the Bible says, you choose to dwell on it, repeatedly bringing it up, you can mark it down. The end of that relationship is just around the corner. Proverbs 17, 17 here, the same chapter, gives us a good answer to how often we should choose to be a friend and not a foe. Look at verse number 17 if you have your Bible. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loveth at all times. So how often should we forgive? How often? Over and over again, all the time. Peter came to Jesus and said, Jesus, how often should I forgive someone that's offended me? Till seven times? And Jesus says, no, 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 till 70 times seven. No, 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 not 490 times. Peter, stop keeping track. Just let go and just choose to forgive, forgive, forgive over and over 
and over and over again. Choose to forgive. The more we become like Christ and we live like Christ, the easier it is for us to choose to forgive. Because Christ forgave them. He forgave us before we even knew what we had done. Friend, tonight, take this friendly reminder and examine your life. Choose to forgive. The story's told of Mary Barton. She was one of the ones that started the, the Red Cross. And one day somebody came to Mary Barton and was talking to her about someone that had done a lot of things to hurt her, said things against her, and stood against her, withstood her. And Mary Barton just, it didn't even affect her. And the person said, don't you remember what that person said? Don't you remember what that person did? And she looked him in the eye and she said, I distinctly remember forgetting about that. Friend, that's what we have to do. We have to choose to forget. Choose to forgive. Choose to cover in our minds. And as we continually choose to do that, we'll follow the example of Christ. And we'll be able to be the right type of friend. To have the right type of relationships in our life. Father, thank you for this night, the opportunity you give us to open your word for a few moments. I pray, God, that you would use this in a mighty way in each one of us. Help us, God, to live by your power and in your spirit, God. This isn't something that we're able to do in and of ourselves. But, God, we know through your grace and your mercy, we can live a life of forgiveness. Thank you for your example of Jesus Christ. I pray that we'd follow it and we'd live for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.